0: Episode of the Uncoachable's Pod after my uh, very very long couple week hiatus, but we're here now. Everything's good. All is right in the world. At least we haven't blown up yet. So I guess that's as right as it can be in 2020.
1: We're two days away from that happening. <laughs> a Day away. Everybody take it easy. Yeah, man. Welcome back. Well, welcome back, dear listeners. Uh, it's 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 been a, a championships have been won babies have been born (laughs) um coaches have been fired. many coaches (laughs) have been fired (laughs) (laughs) and hired uh so this is this is it's nice to be back uh of course i am i'm milo chilling here with my main man matt and we want to welcome you to the uncoachables pod um so i guess the best place to start is with complete transparency We've watched literally no sports in the last 2 weeks. <laughs> uh,
0: very little. Yeah, not a lot, not a lot. Just a uh, reading headlines and passing.
1: My, not my normal uh consumption of four sports a day over the last few weeks thanks to work, Matt, due to fatherhood. So congratulations on that big man. Indeed. Um but I think the most fun place for us to start since uh we are at I what is basically the halfway point of the NFL season, um uh, 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 a new segment that, that I'll introduce called uh, uh, Blessed up or messed up <laughs> uh, I like it <laughs> So I'm going to start with the question And Matt can answer if it's messed up or blessed up uh, Here we go The 8-0 Steelers Messed up or blessed up?
0: Oh, blessed up, they're really good They're really I good You really think so? Yeah, their, their defense is pretty nasty uh, they can be beat deep, but, like, uh, who's – other than I, – I still think Kansas City's the best team in football, but uh, Seattle's really – or not Seattle. Uh, Pittsburgh's really good. Roethlisberger. As long as Roethlisberger stays healthy. He had a scare with that elbow again yesterday. But as long as he stays mm-hmm. healthy, I think they're they're really good. They got plenty of weapons on offense, and defense is playing super well. That front seven is just rough. Like, nobody's Man, running think, on them.
1: Yeah. Um. I will go with messed up, only because I don't think it's a real 8-0. I don't... Like, yesterday's game was, like, the prototypical, like, AFC matchup that has always been against the the Ravens, right? Which is just, like, two teams punching each other in the mouth for, like, the better part of, like, 42 or whatever long minutes. And, like, you know, whatever. Um, My only discrepancy is, is that I... It's messed up because I don't think they're as good as their record leads on. They could, and this is what's also messed up: is over the next four weeks, walk into week twelve, being what eleven and one? 10 and two, maybe. Like their schedule's really light, and they don't even have to play Kansas City, heading out of this week, uh, heading out into the uh, the latter half of the season. So like, it's literally theirs to lose in the AFC. Um, but I mean, yeah. That fucking defense is rough. I don't think the offense is as good as we like to tout it out to be. Ben looks better, but I don't – it doesn't It doesn't look like the same Steelers team we saw, like, maybe, what – that we've seen for the. – it's been, like, what, 10 years, almost 15 years with Ben? Hey, yeah, I mean, they
0: don't have prime Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown anymore, but uh, they're still plenty good to, to – they'll lose. I mean, they won't go undefeated or anything, but they're still plenty good to easily win that division and, and – Come out of maybe the one seed in the AFC. They can definitely give the Chiefs a run for that. Mm. I,
1: I I I agree with you. I think they'll definitely give the Chiefs a run. And then the the way that the setup is made for this playoff, like, imagine what? Imagine Baltimore coming in as a what a four seed or a five seed. Like, that's gonna suck.
0: Yeah, I mean, I look. I, I have no. Uh, Absolutely no expectations for them in big games or playoffs. Anyway, Lamar Jackson has proven time and time again he is just not that good, and he cannot win big games. All right, not that good in big games, I should say. Um, mm. He's I I, what is he in? I was researching a little bit this morning and, and heard the stat that they're like twenty four and one against everyone other than Big Ben Steelers, Chiefs, and playoffs. So his biggest games, he's zero and six. Uh, that may change. Yeah. He's still very young. That could very well change. But he hasn't proven that he can throw the ball effectively enough to to throw you into those big games and win those big games for you with anything other than his legs.
1: Well, that was what was fun about yesterday's game, right? Like the Steelers. So the, the other. So here's a fun. Since we're talking stats, yesterday the, the the interesting stat right was that the Steelers got ran on for more than 200 yards. They were outrun by 200 yards and outpassed, I think, by another hundred, and they still won the game the last time that happened was in 1950. So like there's a there's a big problem I think on the Ravens and it's the fact that like I don't know I don't think it's just Lamar though. I think it's a mental block for sure on the team as a whole. Um but it it, it doesn't look good for them moving forward. Like I don't know what we what they do or how they figure it out but like Harbaugh's got like a problem on his hands if he can't get over the hump this year I think.
0: Yeah, and their offense is is really predicated on being able to run for 250 yards a game. And if you you run up against a Steelers team allowing 50 yards rushing per game, it's just it's not a very good matchup. And you if you force Lamar Jackson to be one dimensional, he's like he clearly is just not that type of quarterback. He needs to be able to use his legs. He needs a running offense. Not having Ingram didn't help him yesterday, but they still ran the ball decently yep. well at times. I mean, Gus Edwards broke off a pretty good. A couple good runs. Dobbins had a few good runs. They did enough. They should have been able to win the game, minus turnovers. But again, Jackson and his terrible passing decisions. Sometimes, you know, when it when it got down to crunch time, and then the fumble too late in the game.
1: Yeah, that wasn't good. I, I, oh, it's just gonna. It's it, it's gonna be a rough one for for the Ravens moving forward. But um, let me let me move to my next messed up or blessed up. <laughs> uh, Messed up or blessed up, the Saints. They'll, say it again? Messed up or blessed up, just the Saints.
0: Oh, messed up. Breeze just <laughs> looks done. I, I hate to say it, I love Drew Breeze. He's been fantastic for so long. I think he's been a top three quarterback for as long as anybody else has been around. The Paytons, the, the Bradys, all those guys. But they just... Uh, I don't know what's going on with Michael Thomas. He's either hurt or he's kicked off the team one week, or like I don't know. Who knows what's going on with Michael Thomas? And now they're talking about the possibility of, of taking trade offers for him and whatnot. And like I, uh, I don't know. The defense is is decent. Alvin Kamara is a monster. Outside of that, mm-hmm. uh, that's that's a pretty messed up team. Breeze just looks done. Uh, his first like twenty passes yesterday, or some—I forget—it was some crazy number. Never went farther than five yards in the air. That's not Drew Brees yep. anymore. Yep. That's that's Philip Rivers. No, i no. that, <laughs> That's not uh, Drew Brees anymore. Well, I, all
1: right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you. I I definitely think the Saints are are definitely messed up this year, but I don't think it's for the same reason that you picked out, which is, you know, getting old i think the the problem here is that they are fucking beat up and i always go back to this any sport right like anytime you know people are like oh we need to shorten the season so we get the best quality of sport come the playoffs or whatever it makes me annoyed because like injuries are a part of the game um i do think that this year is an exceptional year right like covid fucked everything up um but goddamn bro like the Saints look bad, like, really bad. And I don't think their next-guy-up mentality that, like, you know, Sean Payton is, like, bred in that team is, like, really paid off. Um, in well, fact, it looks like it's gone.
0: Yeah, well, they're very – they're pretty um – they're not deep. They're, their cap situation has been kind of a mess for years. Mm-hmm. They've just been putting off the bill, putting off the bill, putting off the bill, and, like, eventually that – you run out of years to put off the bill. Um so, yeah, it's very similar to the Patriots, actually. Their, their cap situation is kind of a mess. They're not deep. They don't have – if if one star isn't a star, like like Breeze isn't a star right now, you just – that's it. Like You don't have yeah. a lot of guys who can make up the difference. I mean, if Camara if goes off for 200 yards and, and three scores, then, yeah, they can still win a game. But without Michael Thomas in there to kind of carry the, the passing game, uh, they don't really have a lot – I, granted, they won the game. Like we're talking about a team that won the game ultimately, but just going forward, and, and you know, we talk with playoffs and stuff like that. Is just I, I don't see it. I, I don't see them being a very good team.
1: I I, I want to say though, I do think that this team in a playoff situation could be fairly dangerous, especially when you're talking about the NFL. Right? Like NFL playoffs are incredibly unpredictable, unless you're the Chiefs or the like two thousand Patriots. Right? Like there there are very few teams that you just look at in the playoffs and go, "Fuck, we're done." Um, the Saints, I think, could be one of those teams where, like, you know, I don't know if they've hit their bye week or if they're going to hit their bye week over the next couple of weeks, but, like, there's a hard possibility that, like, they walk into something that looks good um, come playoff time. We do have to see, though, like, what the rest of the NFC looks like. That's a big question, too, because the NFC's a fucking disaster.
0: Yeah, outside of your... Uh, well, I guess the first point, yeah, if Michael Thomas comes back and they don't trade him, uh, they get get healthy and and everybody's in there like maybe they do put something together and and they still have the talent there when they're playing well i just i it doesn't look to me that breeze has it left in him to do that to go on one of those runs he hasn't shown it so far nothing he's doing uh, nothing he's doing tells me hey this guy's gonna bounce back and you know start slinging at 30 yards downfield again the second michael thomas gets back i just i don't see it
1: yeah maybe i mean i don't know i think maybe obviously like drew brees is one of those guys that will play through injury so i'd like to find out once the season's over what's going on with him physically um the flip side of that though too is like if he is hurt like why is he still out there like i, I mean you have two very good options on the bench that you could run out right now and get when some wins in
0: yeah i don't they're very i don't know i i I go back to they remind me so much of the Patriots now because they don't really have a backup plan. Breeze is kind of Breeze is fading, just like uh, Brady faded his last couple years in New England. Uh, where do you go from here? So I, I think they're I think right. they're hitting that wall, and now they have a problem where the Bucks are just way better than they are. The Seahawks in the NFC are better than they are. Arizona looks like they're probably better than than the Saints are. Uh, if San Francisco could ever get healthy, they could probably go on a run. Uh, really the whole damn nfc know. west is better than everybody
1: <laughs> dude the 49ers are just dog shit i don't care what anyone says uh, well like, i mean their whole I, team I, I is actually, they're, they're gonna be my last well I, I but the same thing's true for the saints like the saints are just beat the fuck up top to bottom like i think they're missing like two guys on each side of the ball on the line like it, it, it's it's not easy for you to like plug in rookies and be like you got it, bro. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I guess, really but, like, it,
0: the Niners are missing guys like Bosa. They're missing Sherman. Kittle keeps coming sure. in and out of the lineup. Garoppolo's in and out of the lineup. Like, they have Their top three running backs are all on, like, freaking IR or not playing. Uh, Debo Samuel's on IR again. Like, they are just – their whole talent pool is just hurt. That's nuts. Mm.
1: All right, I'm moving on. <laughs> we got two left, messed up or blessed up. Uh, I think I'll give you this one. Cause I think it's a little bit more interesting. Um, messed up or blessed up Russell Wilson MVP.
0: Ooh, Ooh. I, I hope you could hear my Ooh. sigh there. My... <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> like damn. <laughs> um, until the Arizona game, I would have said a sure thing. Um, the Arizona game was not good for him. And I mm-hmm. think Mahomes has made a case. Mahomes this year, Mahomes is the fastest person maybe ever for like twenty touchdowns and and one or fewer interceptions to start in the first like mm-hmm. however many games of the season. So that's some ridiculous stat mm-hmm. like that. But I nobody's talking about Mahomes in the MVP conversation. It's all been about Russ for the most part until you know the Arizona game a week or so ago. But
1: oh. I. I he say, he's in
0: the talks. Say, I, I think he's he's in the top three for MVP. I will say that for sure, but I, I think he has a less clear cut road to the MVP now than he did before the Arizona game. At right now this week, like as it stands right now,
1: I I'm gonna take I'm gonna take blessed up for for Russ for the uh, for the MVP, only because I don't think I've ever like I don't I, I this is gonna sound weird. I feel like he's one of the more underrated quarterbacks in the nfl given his pedigree and like the things he's accomplished as a professional like you know you know um you look at guys like garoppolo or like goff nick Foles, whatever that went to a super bowl played one either won it or lost and just fell off right like russ went there lost it went there won it and like you know has continued to be good over that last like what the last like six seven years um i do think that this year for him is a big one um well number one because he got the 99 rating on madden finally um but also because like i don't know i don't think i've seen a guy as consistent as him over the last five to ten years like yeah sure we can talk about brady we can talk about drew Brees, and i think he's in that echelon of quarterback now um but this year with DK Metcalf, I've seen a huge difference in Russ, which is just zero fucks given. Like, he's just willing to do more now because he has the receiving core to do more. You know what I mean? And and that's what I think an MVP means. Like, Pat Mahomes has the weapons, and he's had them since the day he walked in, on into that locker room. Um, Russ has just been like, okay, I had Marshawn, I had Percy, I had this, I had that. But I didn't have a six foot eight monster who can go for 102 yards and two touchdowns. Like that's a whole nother freak of nature that you're throwing. to, bro. Yeah.
0: DK Metcalf is, uh, that guy is terrifying. If I'm a DB, I don't ever, ever want to (laughs) ever match up. Yeah. I don't know. That man is terrifying. Um, but it also helps him so much. Well, they have Chris Carson. They have the running game, even though he didn't play last night. Um, but they, they have a little bit of a running game. Um, and, and DK's emergence really opens up Tyler Lockett, too. Um, before, it was just Tyler Lockett as a deep threat. And then, you know, Russ would just make something happen outside of that to the other guys. But now with DK's emergence, um, it, it frees Lockett up a lot. It frees their tight end passing game up a little bit. Um, their defense is just, ugh. Um But yeah, I, don't, I it's guess to, to... It is to, mediocre, right? Yeah, I guess to finally... To really answer the question, I'm going to say messed up because I'm essentially, if you're asking Russell Wilson or the field for MVP, I'm going to say messed up and I'll take the field just because, like I said, Mahomes Mm. is playing out of his mind. He's going to get a lot of votes, especially if they make another deep playoff run or, or, or get the number one seed in the AFC. And then the wild card is how much everyone loves Tom Brady. And if they keep playing well in Tampa, they make a run and somehow get the number one NFC seed now you're talking about people voting for tom brady because he's tom brady so uh, yeah i'll,
1: yeah,
0: I'll, I'll take like the lebron argument in, in the nfl well, like anti like people got people get tired of voting for lebron they won't. lebron should have like 12 mvps but they're not given to him uh, it's the opposite in, in yeah. the nfl everyone loves brady vote for brady brady's you know the best ever we love brady give him this award that award yeah, yeah I don't, i'll i'll take i'll say messed up and take the field
1: all right, uh, last messed up or blessed up? <laughs> up, or blessed up. Uh, messed up or blessed up? The
0: Dallas Cowboys. We gotta, we gotta get an audio drop for that now. For messed up or blessed up? <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> um, but absolutely messed up, Dallas Cowboys. What the hell, <laughs>
1: dude?
0: They they have so much talent. Even without Dak, like they should be competent, but they are. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't know if they made the wrong coaching hires They're or bad. or what, but they are just, boy, they are awful. Absolutely dreadful.
1: Um, so I, I liked it this morning. I was going through, like, the, the CBS Sports, like, grading statistics or, like, the grades for every game, and there couldn't have been a better NFC East grading than for these two fucking teams. So – it's, it reads Philadelphia 23, nine over Dallas. The Cowboys, a D the Eagles, a C-minus <laughs> <what> was great. <laughs> what was great was the opening line. So I'm going to read it to you real quick for the Cowboys. Nine points in a divisional loss that all but puts the nail in the coffin, and the Cowboys don't get enough. Well, consider the circumstances. So I agree. There is a lot of circumstantial questions around the Cowboys. Yes losing your star quarterback is painful yes you having to roll out what two other quarterbacks after that point is also painful um but zeke looks like shit yeah what just... is cooper doesn't play football field anymore and i don't know is mike mccarthy drunk uh so a lot of their problems are offensive
0: line based. So their, their whole running game, like it doesn't matter. People, I, I tried to make this argument before when Zeke got the big contract and all the other stuff and how dumb it was. Because look at like five years before that, it didn't matter who was running there. If they were behind that offensive line, they were successful. It didn't matter. Mm. Uh, they they had uh, was I think they had Darren McFadden at one point and he might have had like a hundred yard game yeah. or something I mean, it was something something silly like yeah. somebody who had no business playing football still was was out there getting hundred yards a game for him like that offensive yeah. line was so big and so good that it didn't matter who you put back there you could run the ball and you know with the talent they had at wide receiver and then at the time they had Witten at tight end still and all that like that, that was more than enough on offense but without that offensive line now you're seeing that hey maybe Zeke isn't a hundred million dollar running back. I, I don't know if it's fair. Cause I mean, who's if your offensive line is garbage, who's really going to run well behind them. But I mean, you're right. seeing now how, how, how built on that O line that that offense was, even with all the playmakers they have on the outside now.
1: I, I do think they're exposed on a lot of different levels, but I also do think that coaching is, is a, is, is a massive issue. On this team, and and of I, I I think I forget who it was that mentioned it, but I over like it, the the question was of all the Super Bowl winning coaches, who's the worst? And overall, it is Mike McCarthy. Hmm. It is like I don't I don't know like. I will give you that I think
0: can't about. think of a. a <laughs> I will give you that I I, I can't think of a, a worse Doug on off top of my head. I think it's a pretty good Peter, coach.
1: No. Yeah, exactly. Um, B- Billick? Uh, Fine.
0: maybe he'd be in the running. He'd be in the running with McCarthy. Peyton. Pay- Pay- oh, Payton's, Yeah, Sean Payton's a great coach. Tom Coughlin. Tom Coughlin was a great coach. Belichick is obviously an all-time yeah, great coach.
1: I'm, I'm, I'm saying guys that are still coaching today. Like he's the worst one out of all of them.
0: Kubiak in Denver. And, I'm trying to think of guy, Pete Carroll. I'm trying to think of like the last ten or so Super Bowl winners and
1: in... Rivera.
0: Yeah, well they didn't win, but
1: Wait, I don't know. He... Well no. Yeah, he
0: got a Cam it, Newton team to the I Super Bowl? That's sure. enough to call him an all time great coach right there.
1: Absolutely. I mean on a defense. The or school, almost I'm to the Super nasty. Bowl. I don't
0: know, whatever they did.
1: They did they they uh they lost to the Broncos that year. Um but, I mean, I don't know. I have a it's, – it's a weird place to be for the NFC East because it's not just about how bad the Cowboys are and how bad the – it's like the division itself sucks, and it's just bad for football, dude. Like, it's so awful.
0: The crazy thing is as, as much recent success as the, the Cowboys have had – and not like playoff success, but I'm talking like, you know, they've been competitive every year – and then you have the Eagles, who have actually had recent success. That division hasn't been good in a very long time. Even the years the Eagles won the Super Bowl, it's like, they won the Super Bowl, Dude, but think, were they, re- like, you didn't think that they were that good going through the season.
1: <laughs> think about the years that the Giants won their Super Bowls. So they were 8-8 eight and eight coming out of the division. Yeah. 8-8. Eight and eight. And then, like, 9-7, and seven, and then they would walk into, like, every playoff game and win by, like, a, a, a literal pubic hair. And then the next thing you know, they're in a Super Bowl. And like every year, they would, like every year, we would look at the division and be like, well, we would always argue amongst ourselves, like, oh, well, you know, it's, it's just, it's a carnivorous, like, it, 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 they're literally just a cannibalistic division. They're just going to murder each other. They're going to take wins away from each other, you know, away from home. And that's why they're eight and eight. No, no, no. They've been bad for a long time. Like, I remember watching the Giants lose against very bad San Francisco teams and being like, they went to the Super Bowl
0: last year. How? Yeah, I mean, sometimes it, it sometimes it works out that way where the team that gets hot in a certain way late like will make the Super Bowl run like the Giants. Like the Giants weren't that good, but their their front seven on the defense just was lights out when they won the Super Bowl. Yep. Um, and, and completely carried them and like Philly, Nick Foles played out of his mind, and you see how Nick Foles really plays. Uh, and. You know, every other time he's played football, other than <laughs> that run with the Eagles, it's like yeah. I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they're just the luckiest division in the history of football when it comes to Super Bowl runs. But I, yeah, they're they're bad. I would, I would they're bad. Everybody. Uh, they're they, I still think the Eagles have enough talent. Like they're they're another team that's just like their entire receiving core is hurt, just like it is every year. You know half their teams banged up. I still think they have the talent and, and like I said I like Peterson as a coach where they could they could potentially turn it around and be competitive with real football teams at some point by the end of the season but the rest of that division yeah. is just awful.
1: All right so well, I guess we'll wrap up our our, our NFL talk real quick uh, today uh, at what, 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 at the awful hour of 815 we have a Monday night primetime game uh, Tom Brady's Tom Pabe. Versus uh, Danny Dimebags, uh, fucked up Giants. Um, the line is over under forty five, uh, and the money line is Tampa at minus seven hundred, New York plus five hundred. Who do you got?
0: Uh, Tampa. I think they're giving. I think they're they're favored like 12, twelve twelve and a half last time I looked. That ain't enough. It's, I I know uh, they're yeah, it's twelve and a half. Yeah, I, a road favorite like a double digit road favorite isn't exactly a great thing in the NFL, but. Uh, Except against the Giants, like uh, Tampa is playing lights out. They're only getting better. Um, I, Godwin's. Pro- I don't think Godwin's playing tonight. Mike Evans is a little banged up, but he's he'll still be out there, and it, it, that doesn't matter. <laughs> it, it really doesn't matter. That defense is so good, and the offense is starting no, to click now. Like it's just it's not going to be close. The the Giants are going in the wrong direction. Watching
1: Mike Evans. I agree. And and uh, I don't – anybody that, that looks at me and tells me that Daniel Jones is the future of that organization is absolutely fucking fun. Like, I know. Like, you know I live in Jersey. Like, I, my neighbors, most of them are Giants fans, and they're like, no, nah, Danny Dimes is fine. You just got to give him a chance. And it's like, you guys sound like the ex-girlfriend that was beaten by the boyfriend. How do we – got to give him a chance.
0: Daniel Jones begs the question of, is it fair how we, uh, how we judge quarterbacks? It's like – no. I don't think he's a no. really – I don't think he's a bad quarterback. Like, I think he can grow into a good quarterback for them, but I don't think that that team is going to put him in the position to grow into a good quarterback for them. There's just – I mean, well, especially not with without Saquon, but, you know, they don't really have – I don't know. The O-line's bad. They don't – for all the weapons that they supposedly have on offense, like, it doesn't seem like they really have any weapons on offense. <laughs> Um, Evan Ingram is also kinda overrated and always banged yeah. up. Like Sterling yep. Shepard's pretty good slot guy, but like <sighs> I don't they know. Don't
1: have, they also I, I think their 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 O line looks incredibly weak. Um and then the defensive side of the ball just gives up points. Like they're literally they're they're leaky as shit and, and they're bound to like at least every time you walk into Giant Stadium, I feel like you're bound to score twenty one points. <laughs> They have improved. <laughs> the, the
0: past few weeks they have gotten better every week it seems. I, I think they can they can grow and get better, but like I mean the season's lost. You know, at this point you're just you're trying to find guys yeah. that you want to keep building around and, and get better for next year. Um and maybe put a put schemes in place. You know, they got some new coaches over there, maybe get your schemes set in place and, and tweak a bit for next year when you've got a healthy Saquon. Uh, maybe they trade Golden Tate this week before the deadline and get something, get a pick or two back to help start building. Um,
1: I don't know if that's worth it, honestly. I don't I, know if that's. Worth I think it. they should. I, I really.
0: They definitely should. I mean,
1: I, I, I. I here's my thing, though. Like, if, if you really, if, if you feel that way about getting rid of a star wide receiver, then you're outwardly admitting to your fan base as well as to your 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 team that you suck that much this year that there's nothing to salvage. And if you really want to admit that, then just fucking tank. Just tank. Just throw the fucking season away, and you're not going to go after Trevor Lawrence because you think you have your quarterback of the. Team. So what are you really after this year? Like what what is it that you're after? Like make it very clear because I don't think the Giants have had a fucking plan in the last four drafts they've been to. Like, yeah, it, it it literally looks willy nilly every time they board, the and they're just kind of like, uh, we want to know lineman from Wisconsin because they're big. But come on, guys. Like,
0: yeah, bad. I, that would be uh, the correct way to do it would be. Trade guys like Golden Tate. There's there's teams out there, <clears throat> Green Bay, um, that definitely should make a trade for a receiver. So you could, uh, if yep. you get a third or fourth rounder for Golden Tate, like whatever. Even if you get, if you send Golden and a fifth rounder for a, a third in return or something, like I, I don't know, whatever to make it work. But if you trade him, if you get something back, uh, you need to get higher and and more quantitative assets. Um, yeah they need it they do need a plan that start building on the lines is the best place to start Amen. get as many picks as it, go the miami route draft all the defensive linemen and offensive linemen that you can get with all the picks that you can accumulate when you're bad without getting rid of the guys you want to build around and just build and go from there um it yeah. takes the right coaching place to do that and the right gm and all that stuff which i don't necessarily think they have but they have either yeah they don't have either of those things but they have a route there for success i mean they they have like obviously you have saquon to build around i think jones will be fine they have some young talent on defense which should be talent anyway but i mean i don't know the route's there they just they need to take it and yeah i don't don't, moral of the story take the bucks tonight (laughs) yeah and
1: take them and take and, and, and push that push that uh that 12 and a half up to like 14 and a half if what can tell I, i'm blitzing this sh- i'm blitzing i think it's a two touchdown game it's going to be like that game's going to be like a 29-3 game or like a, you know what i mean like it's, it's very like possible it, yeah yeah um so shifting gears uh i apologize that the lakers won the championship but now we're in the off season and we are exactly what 17 days I think away no 16 days away from the NBA draft. Mm-hmm.
0: Um,
1: we did some we did some early draft coverage like a couple weeks ago just talking some shit and looking at where the picks was with our Knicks uh, friend uh Chris. Um I would definitely refer back to that episode if you ever want to feel an angry New Yorker uh live
0: <laughs> your home. Just a broken down um, sad angry New um, Yorker. <laughs>
1: It's more angry than sad though But he can be like happy angry or sadding But it's always angry <laughs> um, But so the latest news coming out of uh, Pre-draft was The fact that um, Apparently LaMelo is not Doing too well on team interviews
0: Is he um, not? The last I saw Is he met with them he, finally
1: With uh, He started Meeting with teams um, I think he did like uh Sacramento uh he was supposed to do uh I, I want to say it was Golden State either Thursday or Tuesday of last week I, I might have my date switched there um but by and Detroit and by all accounts top to bottom in the league he does not interview well he does not seem like a young man that is all there apparently um I mean which, he's
0: a he's a ball uh, so not, I mean
1: it's not all that surprising yeah um, it's, it's, it's not all that surprising my my only comment here though is that anybody there are so many teams that are looking to um, there are so many teams that are looking to find the player that's going to fall into the right position or to the right thing um, LaMelo is not the answer for a lot of people and apparently it also turns out that James Wiseman does not want to go to the Timberwolves either so like there's a lot of, I feel like this year is like a, a weird year for for a lot of, uh, um, for, for just draft, for the draft. Like, this is probably like the biggest AAU year draft we've had in a long time, because none of the players are good, but they think they're great.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there's, it, it makes for a weird situation, because you have teams like, like Golden State, for example, they should absolutely trade that pick for an asset, because they have the talent to make a run right now. But... Who wants to pick? Like, who wants to give up a ton for this pick? Because are you really sold on anybody in the top three to five in the draft? Uh, they're actually going to be any good five years from now? Like, I, yeah, it I
1: mean, makes for a
0: t- someone will trade. Like, some franchise will trade. Like, they'll they'll get something for it if they go that route. But I, I don't like. It's not as it doesn't. It's not as valuable as of of a situation for them as it would have been in years past. I don't feel like.
1: I think the problem here is 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 where so i think he, the problem here is is that they, you have a lot of guys in this draft that are looking at that two spot as a place where they want to land and feel that they could win a championship immediately and just like increase their stop the one guy that i don't think feels that way is lamello um and what i think is particularly interesting is the fact that like for everybody that's like if you're james wiseman obviously you want to go you want to go to, to Golden State because you could be an immediate impact player off that bench because they're just like the NBA has told us this year after the bubble that it needs to get a little bit bigger and not in like the 90s traditional sense of big man, but like in the Carl, an- not Carl Anthony's house, but more like the Anthony, Anthony Davis, Bam bio uh, sense of big, right? So handle the ball, shoot, you know, do the things that they need to do across the floor. Wiseman could immediately be an impact kind of guy on a team like Golden State. But I think Golden State literally has their pick of the litter at number two because everybody's salivating to go there except for Logan. I would trade that pick away too. I would. I would immediately go out and try to get bigger. Because, like, you can't can't run. I don't think you could play against the Lakers, the Mavs, Utah. I don't think you can compete with their size um, over the next year or two um with, with, with the draft pick. I don't think that's the way to go for
0: them. Yeah, I I don't know. I just I don't know. I thought well we talked about this before and I, I thought long and hard trying to figure out what they could do with that pick, like who might be available at that pick. But like the, the I don't know. <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't figure out a team that would want to dump an asset for this number two pick with such an uncertain draft to Golden State and then at the same time for it to be an asset that go, that would work for Golden State so like
1: i don't it's it's right.
0: a, i don't know I, I couldn't i they'll figure something out they'll 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 work it out of course they're way smarter than we are but me here in my chair i, I couldn't think of, of anything that would work that well one early thought was like a Tobias Harris or somebody from Philly because they've had a lot of turnover in all their like coaching staff now and they do need to remake that roster, yeah. but that doesn't, like, he doesn't fit with that Golden State team. I don't, as it stands. No. Like, he's, no. he's, he's, they don't need Draymond Green v2. Like, they, <laughs> that, that wouldn't fit in their I lineup.
1: Mean, I, I, I do think that there are a couple of, there are trades that could happen that are not going to the top, with the, the, the few top picks that are there. Um, the one that was floated around recently was moving Drew Holiday, which I think is actually a really smart move if you're um, if you're the Pelicans. Um, but, you know, I, yeah, I have I have one version of this up, which is uh, Atlanta gets Drew Holiday and New Orleans gets the number six pick, Cam Reddish and Dwayne Dedman, which I like. I think if you're um, New Orleans, you need to get slightly more fun and with the number six pick, you could get another point guard that is uh fun. And on the flip side, Atlanta gets a guy that takes pressure off of uh Trey Young to be the guy all the time. Although I don't think Drew Holiday is as good as we make him out to be. He
0: is, but I, he doesn't fit on the Atlanta team. That ball's always gonna be in Trey Young's hands. Um he's a fantastic yeah. playmaker. Um, and he's only gonna get better as their team gets gets healthier and better. They have a good thing going there in Atlanta. Um I like where they're headed. They they played they made huge improvements this past season before the shutdown. Um, yeah, I, I like the direction they're headed. They're I don't see them making any kind of trade like that. Um, uh, I don't. There's definitely teams out there that would that would work with Drew Holiday. I don't know that the Pelicans will trade him though. He's he's such a, a great locker room vet to have when you have a team full of young guys. But at the same time, I do agree they probably should because you have a team of young guys. Like, you know, maximize yeah. your value for this guy yeah. who's definitely not the future of your franchise and, and see what you can get for him.
1: Well, it's it's funny that you mentioned that, you know, the future of your franchise. Because if there's one guy that's absolutely ruining the future of a franchise, it's Rudy Gobert. Like, I think Utah moves him this offseason. I think he's actually a part of a package for some team to get draft picks. Like, sure. I, if, if I'm Utah. If I'm Utah right now, I would give up. I would move him. There's there's two or three places I could see him going. The less the least likely of the three is for him to go to a place like Golden State, which I think is impossible. But it would make sense for them to get a guy like Rudy in Golden State because I think Kerr could figure out a way to utilize him in a in a larger setup with like Draymond and Clay. The most likely scenario for Rudy though, I think is a place like um uh, like Charlotte. Charlotte having the number three pick. You package rudy and like i don't know rudy and like royce o'neill or some bullshit like that right like some, like some like whatever yeah exactly but like you get the number three pick um batom and like whoever else and now all of a sudden utah could literally go out and retool maybe get a little bit bigger maybe even get wiseman if they wanted to if it doesn't fall to golden state or they're looking from somewhere else and now you have a setup that that works a little bit better for you um but rudy like caused a lot of problems in utah this year apparently like there were a lot of reports coming out like especially during the bubble that like he wanted an expanded role he wanted to handle the ball more he wanted to be the guy and it's just like
0: yeah like i was just did. about to say if they trade him i don't think it'll be for talent reasons or, or roster reasons it'll be for or I, I guess like roster makeup reasons it'll be because him and mitchell are just done like mitchell's the guy there yeah. he's the building block he's the guy that's that they're going to build around and if he's, like, you know, F this guy go bear after the, the COVID stuff and, you know, all the other stuff that, that followed, then they move him. Um, but, man, I don't know. You, you, they got to be pushing. You know they're pushing those guys to work it out. And they claim they worked it out at least to a point where they could play together in the bubble. But uh, Not
1: enough.
0: I don't know, man. He's, he's such a defensive force. Like, you know, they don't want – it to come to that, so I'm sure they're doing everything they can to make it work. But I, yeah, I don't know. That would be.
1: We felt the same way. If
0: if there was gonna be we if I was just gonna take Owl a flyer Owl. on something crazy happening in the off season, that might be near the top of the list of, of things that would be surprising. But I maybe I wouldn't be that surprised.
1: Mm-hmm. To your point, though, like we felt that way about Al Horford a couple years ago. It's like a defensive presence you could pull up and spot shoot, and like look at him now, like he's dog shit. I think that the. The ret- so I think there's a diminishing return on a guy like Rudy and the problem ends up being is that he yes he is a great defensive player but what do you get on the offensive side of the board and I've, I've also seen him quit in Utah a couple times I'm like that's not something that I I don't know that, he's just not a guy I want on my squad honestly like I actually just real quick I, I found one other interesting uh, little trade prospect which I think is really cool um, Golden State Warriors would get Miles Turner and TJ Warren and the Indiana Pacers would receive Andrew Wiggins, Kavon Looney, and the number two pick.
0: Hmm.
1: Run right? that by me one more time. <laughs> so so Golden State would get Miles Turner and TJ Warren. In exchange, Indiana Pacers receive Andrew Wiggins, Kavon Looney, and the number two pick. I do think it's a little bit too much. I think it's a little bit too much, but I do think that the – I don't the, know that it is. Is, is. is right.
0: I don't know that it is. Both Turner and Warren played. Who do you think? Uh, you mean too much to give up for Indy or too much to give up for Golden State? Uh,
1: too much to give up for Indy.
0: Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, I was going to say, I, I think the Pacers would be giving up too much there.
1: If if, end, nice. yeah, if if they believe in Warren,
0: yeah. If if they believe in Warren, that is like Turner's a nice Turner's a nice player. Um, I who knows if if him and Sabonis will ever be able to really play together, um. But like before the bubble, Warren was just he was Tim Hardaway Jr. Like, I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I mean, it depends on how much they believe in Warren and and if this the his bubble outburst was was just, you know, a, a, an eight-game run or, or if it was something that he might be able to sustain. Because, I mean, Miami, like, had none of that. <laughs> that that run ended when he got to Miami. I mean, he had a couple of 20-something point games, but for the most part in that series, he was, uh that that bubble run ended when they played Miami. All
1: right, can I give you the last one that I think I like, too? Yeah, yeah. Minnesota, Minnesota Timberwolves, Ben Simmons. The Philadelphia 76ers get the number one pick, Jarrett Culver and Josh Okogie.
0: Huh. So now you've got. <laughs> well, now you've got Simmons, uh, Delo, and Towns. I think I'd do it. And I think it's worth cat. that. Yeah. I think it's worth that. Simmons is so young, and, and he's. I... I think you could play. Uh, which one do you play off ball though? Simmons is such a good playmaker and he can't shoot. Do you move uh do you let Simmons run point and maybe move Russell off ball? get that's probably what I would no, do. I would
1: keep I would keep I would keep Russell on the ball and make sure Ben learns to shoot a three. <laughs> because like the other side of that is is that if teams if teams actually force him to shoot threes and he starts going like over like if he hits the thirty percent mark at shooting what, like eight a game, nine a game, uh I'm comfortable with him, like, because then teams are actually going to have to chase him down and he can just blow right by guys to the right. Yeah. Or look for cat down low. So there's a couple things that you can do there, X's and O's wise, that'll be interesting. I do think that Doc is going to have a lot of fun figuring out who he's going to want to keep. Um, oh, speaking of which, so yeah, obviously for, if you guys are, it's been like two weeks at this point that Doc did get hired. Who's the first guy you're talking to if you're Doc? Are you talking to Joel or are you talking to Ben Simmons? Um uh damn
0: i don't know i i think i'm talking to simmons uh, i don't know that's that's tough i maybe i i well you know what i'm t- probably talking to Embiid first because Embiid's uh, shitty history with with shit talking his own organization publicly so I, I do think in that regard yeah. you're talking to Embiid and I'm like, hey, are are you not what's the deal, man? If you want to leave, we can you know, we can find somebody to give two first rounders for you. Like we'll we'll make that work. Yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll get you out if you want to go. But uh you know, I ain't no we, thing, bro. Yeah, but hey, we have a good team here. We need to make this thing work, so you know, spill it. What's your beef? Yeah, yeah. yeah so I All yeah, right. I guess I guess I am talking to Embiid first if I'm Doc. And he's the type of guy, he's, he's great for that type of situation, too, I think. He's he's great to sit down with guys and, and make a locker room work.
1: Yeah. I'm talking to Embiid, but uh, I'm only talking to Embiid to make sure he's working out. That's really the only reason I'm picking up. Like, I, I'm telling him, uh, as a guy who's won titles, I can tell you that you need to be in shape, and you need to be a lunatic like Kevin Garnett, and if you're not either of those things, then you don't deserve a spot in my squad. It's, it's very cut and dry with Doc, I think, in that respect, with Joel. Um... I do want to bring up one last thing before we finish our NBA section here. Uh, I don't know if you've heard that the NBA was considering giving uh, the Raptors a home uh, during COVID, which was Kansas City. I did not. Yeah, so um, the NBA obviously wants to start in and or around December, allegedly. There are multiple reports. Uh, Most people say that the NBA does not really know when it's going to start again. How it's going to start they just know that they need to run through this month of november with the draft and then they're looking at a potential december like 23rd start date um which would give us nba basketball which is not something that the 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 guys at the nba ever want to miss right um especially the owners christmas day basketball is like a big thing for them um but one of the big stories coming out of it was the fact that um because of covid and they want to get people back into um their regular stadiums they wanted to put toronto uh in kansas city and um a civil rights group actually came out immediately and was like you guys shouldn't do that so i'm going to read you the direct quote from uh the southern christian leadership conference of greater kansas city and the kansas city missouri chapter of the naacp uh wrote a letter explaining their worries about the possible move from nba commissioner adam silver last week and the letter uh, includes the following quote While having the NBA choose Kansas City as a home for the Toronto Raptors would be an honor and excite NBA fans in Kansas City, as you understand, there are some issues which supersede fun and economic interests. The protection of black lives remains our most pressing concern. Although Kansas City is a great sports city, it is also a city where law enforcement has demonstrated extreme hostility and excessive force towards black people. Um, They also uh, said that racial profiling by police is a routine occurrence in Kansas City, uh, and they also specifically called out the police chief and mayor for not addressing these issues. Uh, so, if you're Adam Silver, where do you put Toronto? Oof.
0: Hmm. That's a good question. I have I my answer,
1: know. and it's my answer is, I got it. I'm good. I know where I'm going. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know
0: why you don't just put them in MSG, but... That,
1: uh, is that Seattle. not
0: what's closest for them i'm terrible like geographically isn't toronto like much closer to <laughs> new york, new york? Like, yeah. yeah yeah it is oh I, well i coffee, so like... I, I see what you're I, yeah i know where you're going with the seattle thing like you know but it would be different if you could fill the arena but you can't fill the arena and they're they're trying to get uh i don't know that's tough. I, I I like where you're going with the Seattle thing, and I I do think basketball needs to return to Seattle, but uh, logistically, just for the sake of this, like why not put them in MSG or Minnesota? I, if mm. Minnesota's closer, like why not just just make sure they don't play home games on the same night? And,
1: and if that's the case, then Detroit would be the better answer.
0: Detroit, or Detroit, yeah, or or, Detroit, or yeah, Detroit, yeah, or Detroit, yeah
1: i do think that it's interesting for them to be looking at a place like kansas city because they want to expand markets i don't think kansas city is the right place to go to only because like like you just said basketball needs to go back to seattle first before you look at expanding other markets Yeah. Um, and i mean not for nothing too like it, it is incredibly tone deaf for the NBA to be looking at a city like kansas city or st louis for that matter um if they wanted to put a basketball team there. I mean you're talking about a league that is primarily African American. You're talking about a league that literally went up and protested, kneeled before every game, uh brought an inane amount of, like an insane amount of fucking social awareness to these topics. And for the NBA to be like, racist Kansas City. It's just <laughs> like it doesn't make any sense. It really doesn't make any fucking sense. Uh,
0: Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> I don't. It depends on how badly. Uh, I don't know. I don't see, I, It depends on what the goal is here. If, if Silver also wants to play the angle of getting basketball back to Seattle, um, you know, house them there for a bit. Bezos has that nice, nice new arena, out there, uh, completely green, so you can make your your PR statement there too. Say, hey, we're playing in a completely carbon neutral arena and all that stuff. So I mean. Yeah, I don't, I, I, I kind of like your Seattle idea, for a lot of reasons. I, if they just purely go logistically to not torture that team for however many months they play basketball, then, you know, put them in Detroit or Minnesota or, or MSG or whatever's close. I, yeah. Hell, put them in. Um, let them play in Syracuse. Like you're not gonna have fans right. anyway. Syracuse is close. Right. Yeah. Let yeah, them play, Let them play in Syracuse yeah. Arena.
1: And it looks like the NCAA is kind of having a time figuring out whether or not season this year. So, um, it, it, it it's gonna be, uh, it's yeah, gonna be a shit show.
0: I, don't, I we're not gonna have college basketball this year. I don't think. I just can't see it happening.
1: I do. I think the minor. I think the smaller of the conferences are gonna play. I don't think the big ones. Like I, there's a world where I see, like, like the whack. Um, like maybe the big east maybe the big east plays because those schools are pretty small most of them um but i don't see a world where um i don't see a world where like the acc or the big 10 uh comes out and 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 you know they have a regular ass season again i I think they're going to try to protect those players entirely too much
0: yeah and the other problem is too like they have they've been able to make it work in some states and have fans and football games but The majority of football stadiums are outdoors. And, like, I understand you still have people in there and they're close together and all, but you're still outdoors, which is at least, you know, a little bit of a mitigating factor. But if you start putting fans, even 20% of your your capacity in small college basketball arenas, and I don't know if if any of the listeners have or have not been in a college basketball arena, but they're not large. They're small areas, uh, obviously, you know, all ventilated within there. And, that when when every doctor in the world is like that's literally the worst situation to be in during covid like you probably shouldn't be pushing something like that
1: i hate to say this man but like you know i don't think that there's a i don't think that there's a a, i don't think it's a coincidence that you're getting spikes in the midwest and football you know what i mean like it, it it doesn't surprise me that you're like there's like a level of reckless behavior happening in certain sporting things like college football and regular football and you're getting like socially distanced seating but at the same time the midwest is reporting like the most amount of hospitalizations that it's had since the outbreak so like it's just weird like you can't like something's not right here you know what i mean
0: yeah uh it, it's a mess i i just i i don't think we're gonna get college basketball this season not not gonna happen they already – I mean, ESPN floated that idea of having, like, a college basketball, like, several different tournaments or events or something down there in Orlando in their bubble, and that was nixed within, like, a week because they were just like – A day. A, yeah, no. yeah, they are just like, no, this, this, this can't work. Oh, yeah, of course, they want the TV money and all right. that, but, like, the, the colleges aren't – you're not going to get most universities to risk the safety of their athletes and students – to go play three games in Orlando because who's footing the travel bill who's like is ESPN covering all this is are right. are, are the right. schools getting income for are they playing for free are the schools making any money on this because schools make money when they play each other like that's the purpose of them playing games and if you know they're they're not gonna go for free and put their athletes at risk to possibly play like I don't know what the format would have been in this proposed idea but like Say you go down. Say you're you're Kansas and you you're invited because you're a big time college basketball program. And you go down and you you practice for two or three weeks and your kids are at risk on campus. Uh, and then you go down to this bubble and you play in this tournament and you it's a double elimination and you lose two games and you go home. And now you've you've risked kids and families with COVID. You've made no money. Like the school has not gotten any income for their athletic department or anything like that there is no way
1: the only way that i think a bubble situation like that would be if you made like if the only way i think the ncaa could actually make this work in conjunction with espn and like whoever the fuck else would be if they started kind of like a world cup style per conference you put everybody in tables or brackets. Anybody that has more than eight teams gets broken down into multiple brackets, into multiple four teams, whatever. The two teams with the most points that can go into, like, a home-and-away style playoff, and then you fucking, like, you know what I mean? But, like, it, you need to get at least three or four games under your belt for it to be interesting. And, like, you've seen the Atlantis fucking – or the Hawaii Classic, oh, the yeah. Indianapolis Classic, audience. Dude, those are awful because, like, the guys are so green – they're so, like, they're, they're just getting warmed up for the season. You get these, like, weird matchups of, like, Appalachia State versus fucking, like, Kansas, and, like, Appalachia State wins by four. It's just, like, it's weird. It's just a weird um, it's a weird go-through. But um, I'm with you. I don't know. I, I'm hopeful that, that we can figure out something to keep sports going. I just – I feel like, at least with the NFL, it's, it, it's created a very reckless state of mind, and I hope the NBA does something to mitigate it, which I think they have. I just don't think that they can go back to having a bubble because those guys were literally just fucking Yeah, uh,
0: the, I think the the, the nail in the coffin for college basketball, I think, was when the NCAA came out and said every winter athlete could get a free another year of eligibility. I think that was a nail in the coffin for, for college basketball because now kids are... Yeah. I, if you're going to go to the NBA, you're going to go to the NBA. Like, whatever. They, they know you're good. They don't even care if you play college basketball. None of that matters. But for everybody else who maybe would have been pushing to have a season because they've now lost a year of... of the basketball that they could have played before they go on into their adult lives. Like they get a new year now. So why would, why, why take the risk? You know, like, I think that's going to ease some of the pushback of of saying, Hey, let's play. Um, I think everybody will, everybody will kind of chill out a bit. Um, but yeah, for the NBA, it'll be tough logistically. Um, but I, I do think there's just like the NFL and the MLB, there's just, there's way too much money to lose, especially now as, as, the popularity has, has grown immensely over the past several years for the NBA. There's just way too much money on the table for them to not have a season. Um, and they have a lot of smart people. Like Silver is uh, Silver's a great commissioner. Um, you know, Chris Paul heading up the, the, the PA is a super smart guy and, and obviously is going to take care of the best interests of the players and whatnot. So they got a lot of good brains in there. They'll, they'll work it out. They'll make it happen. I do think it can happen by... I do think they'll try to make it happen by uh, by Christmas, though. Yeah, I, I agree I, with you. I don't uh-huh. think the argument that... The biggest argument I, I read on that was, uh, you know, you're going to have teams like L.A. and Miami with only a couple weeks off. And, like, I I get it, but they also had three months off before they went and played basketball for a month. Like,
1: I, I mean... Yeah, I, it's a give and a take. I think it's a give and a take.
0: Yeah, it's... I don't. I don't see that being a super big issue.
1: Shout out to my man uh, Jimmy
0: Buckets out shooting hoops on the yacht though.
1: Yeah. I also uh, did you see the video of him making kid? Yes. Yo, he's he's so reckless. I love him. His personality is exactly the future of the NBA.
0: Jimmy's like my new second favorite Heat player now, forever. Like Dwyane Wade is number one. First and foremost, yeah I, yeah, I think I think Jimmy might top Hardaway in morning for me now. Really? Oh, maybe, maybe. Uh, Hardaway and Zoe got me into you know being a Heat fan and, and basketball and, and Glenn Rice shooting and, and all that good stuff. But uh, you know, J- Jimmy being Jimmy is is uh, it's it's a thing to behold.
1: It is. All right, so we're uh we're almost tapping time, but uh, I gotta ask you: is there, are there any other headlines? You want to shout out real quick? Uh,
0: I I lost you for a sec. Uh, I,
1: we got a couple more minutes. Um, are there any other headlines that you want to shout out? Um,
0: I'm I'm wearing my Dolphins shirt. Uh, Ooh. Tua made his first start yesterday, and uh, he looked like a rookie making his first start. He didn't get a lot of help. He had he had some he had some receiver drops. Um, he. He held the ball a little too long sometimes, which, you know, I'd be petrified if my first start was facing down Aaron Donald, too, who's the scariest man in football, or maybe in all of sports. <laughs> um, but yeah, he, yeah. He, he looked he looked very much like a rookie making his first start. Um, all the talk last night and this morning, of course, is, you know, this guy threw for 90 yards in his debut. Why would you bench Fitzpatrick playing out of his mind right now for, for Tua, but... Uh, the defense carried. The defense dominated. They they carried the game, carried him to a victory. Um, and you know, like, he got the start against Aaron Donald. Like, uh, he'll grow. He'll keep getting better. The guy was the most, uh, uh, probably the most accurate arm ever to come out of college when he came out of Alabama. Like, the guy just doesn't miss passes for the most part. Um, he overthrew yeah. a deep ball yesterday. Uh, he did. He had a couple. He had a couple little off throws. He missed with. You know, somebody like Donald in his face yesterday, but that's kind of to be expected. Can't fault him there. Uh, But he'll he'll grow. He'll get better. I like where they're they're going. And I I don't hate benching Fitzpatrick. I know he's playing out of his mind and the team's playing well, but he has, you know, a million years in the NFL of, of exactly what he is. He's a guy who can get hot for three or four games and win you some games. And then his next two or three games, he may throw seven interceptions. Like, it, we know what he is, yeah. his, his resume speaks for itself, and I, even though he's playing well now, I don't hate the idea to go with Tua, especially after the, you know, with the report yesterday with Schefter just kind of confirmed that they, they wanted to see what they have in Tua, because they have their own first and second rounder, as well as Houston's first and second rounder, which every week looks more and more like they're going to be, at, that may be a top five pick. Houston's very bad. Yep. So, yeah, I, I got yep. no problems with Tua. He, he'll grow, even though it wasn't a great outing yesterday. And, uh, yeah, I think the Dolphins have a chance to win the division. The rest of the division just is not that good.
1: I have, I have news for you. Uh, the Buffalo Bills look like fun. So Some weeks. It's going to be a two-horse race. It's going to be a two-horse race. I think it's going to be a lot closer, I think, in terms of the AFC East. Um, I, I actually I, I got to see not only Tua start, but his brother, his younger brother, get the uh, last-second runoff win. Uh, for his uh, college football team the other day Which I thought was really great um, I didn't know both brothers uh, brothers, Are quarterbacks which I think is fascinating uh, He uh, was
0: actually the younger one Backed him up in, uh, in Alabama uh, they, they pulled him really? in pro- Probably to make Tua happy But yeah they got him from Alabama And then he transferred to Maryland
1: Yeah Yeah um, I, was, I mean I think I, I think the Dolphins are going to do everything they need to do To make sure that the future is right I don't necessarily think that they're they've been bad for so long that i don't think they're worried about like short-term present successes i think rather they're looking down the road and, and doing what they're doing with fitzpatrick and, and to uh make sense I, I understand that a quarterback is a very easily bruised ego especially when you're talking about a veteran fitzpatrick and it makes sense um but like you know it's the same thing like i think i i honestly think that over the next two, three or four years the afc east might become the most interesting division in football Um, only because between Tua, Josh, uh, whatever happens with Cam in New England. Oh, um, nothing. He's gone.
0: He may not survive a season.
1: I don't think, I think he'll stay. I also, I mean, we got to give him a slack too. Like, is this COVID Cam or or like, are we going to see a different version of Cam? No, this was, this is
0: Carolina of Cam. This is what Cam Newton has always been. He's never been a very good passer. He's always, he's legs first and that's it. But you know, at least in Carolina, he had a couple guys who could catch a football, and he he doesn't have any of that in New England. So there, there's nothing to cover up all his flaws. Like this is this is mm-hmm. Cam Newton. Um, at, at some point, they're going to be out of contention mathematically, and they're going to see what they have in Jarrett Stidham. And Cam's going to be on the bench. That might even be next week, the way Cam's been playing. I don't know. Um, but he's he's yeah uh, yeah he he won't survive the year in New England. I don't think.
1: All right. Uh, my two headlines that I want to shout out are the fact that Steve Cohen was officially approved uh, by the uh, MLB owners uh, to purchase the Mets. Uh, on his first day of business, which was yesterday, he started asking Mets fans for ideas. Uh, oh, that—that's a good start. One favorite, that's <laughs> one of my favorite things that I saw written on Twitter uh, was for him to sell the Mets to A. Rod. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, we didn't even get into uh, it.
0: To, to, we had a jazz sale as well. We didn't even, uh, you know, we didn't get into that. Yeah, we or didn't touch that. Free agency? Maybe, yeah. we, maybe we'll get into that on Thursday. A little NBA free agency. We'll
1: talk about, yeah. Not just NBA. I think MLB qualifying offers for guys. We got to talk about uh, the fact that uh, we have Tomoyuki Sugano, MLB, uh, the Japan's top pitcher, who apparently is coming to the MLB. Uh, uh,
0: well, no so doubt signed we, uh, by the Yankees.
1: But no, well, he'll probably end up being, he'll probably end up going teams. It could be Seattle, or it could also be, uh, uh, well, either the Dodgers or the San Francisco, uh, the Giants. Always, it's always one of those four teams.
0: Or the, don't forget the Angels. I mean, they got, they got Shohei to recruit the over Angels, there now.
1: Yeah. True, true. I mean, yeah. Um, my other headline that I want to shout out uh, is a soccer headline, which is at the ripe young age of 39 years old zlatan Ibrahimovic is uh saying that he might go back to play for the national which is probably the big dick thing i've ever heard in my entire life because he retired like six years at 30. i've like, been playing soccer internationally
0: i think i'm gonna write zlatan on my uh
1: ballot tomorrow yeah i actually Wait. i wrote him in like when i did my mail-in voting i actually just talked about it
0: we don't we don't deserve zlatan
1: no dude he's a he's a gift he's a gift to humanity when the aliens come to visit Earth in a thousand years, the only thing that should be standing is the statue of Latin. In in uh, yes,
0: yes, I agree. Yeah, this that's this it. man is uh. That's,
1: that's...
0: If there was ever to be a world leader, he's got my vote.
1: Oh, it is him. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, think about how much unification and big dickedness. Like, we'd literally be in if 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 like Latin was in charge of us. Like, we 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 like we would have like explored most of space if Latin was our leader. <laughs>
0: Oh man, yeah. I'm uh, all right, big boy. Th- Thursday sounds good. We'll we'll do some uh, we'll do some weekend gambling. We'll do some uh, some MLB free agency. We'll do some NBA talk.
1: Yeah, and I'll um I'll I'll give I'll give a very brief uh EPL bet bet line for this weekend that I think is fun. I've I've actually I had to tone down my uh my my gambling habits over the last two weeks because I, I lost a little bit too much money and I had to punish myself. Um, that happens <laughs> yeah the nfl fucking killed me so i took a break for the last two weeks and I'm, i think i'm coming back harder than ever this coming <laughs> sunday and saturday i'm just literally just fucking going right in <laughs> just, just very very big dick on on, on on some sports but um happy sports this week happy tom pub giants this evening uh if you guys haven't subscribed or listen to us on Spotify, please do so. Share it with your friends, share it with your family, share it with your parents, share it with your bosses. Um if you're friends of ours and you haven't listened to us, you're bad friends. Uh we will catch you on Thursday. Same time, same place.
0: Send us messages as well. If there's stuff you want us to to, to uh add into our uh blessed up messed up section or uh, <laughs> just just cover in general. Let us know. Let us know what you think. Uh, you guys. Uh, oh, wait. We're, we're doing this for you guys to listen to. So.
1: Hell yeah. Uh, so tomorrow, uh, if you're a betting man, who do you have tomorrow? Uh, for for what are we talking about tomorrow? For, for the
0: presidency. Oh my god. Uh, do I have to pick one?
1: Just bet. If you had to bet, who are you taking? Biden. Wow. I'm taking Trump. I'm taking a re-election. No doubt write it down <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh. alright folks we'll see you on Thursday if uh, democracy
0: <laughs> what a terrible note to end on <laughs>